Sports Minutes with Elliot Danker and Ziaul Roshan. Money of M89.3. Good evening. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danker together with Ziaul Roshan. Today we're talking local football and uh, all this on the back of the Unleash the Raw campaign. That's something we've brought up several times. Uh, and it looks like there's going to be more money uh, poured into this local football basket. Yeah, it seems like. The, the game is changing locally. Clubs are making moves. We've spoken to Albrecht's going local next season. Sailors, obviously, as for now, the only privatised club. And Tampanese have got themselves into the party as well. They have struck up a three-year deal with BG Batum. And it's going to be exciting for the landscape of local football, I think. So I suppose you like your Thai food in Tampanese. I, I do like mango sticky rice, not going to lie there. That's dessert. But okay, uh, let's get on the line right now. Uh, the chairman of Tampanese Rovers Football Club, Desmond Ong. Desmond, good evening. How are you doing, sir? I'm very well, Elliot. How are you guys? Not too bad. Thank you so much for joining us all the way from London, Desmond, Globetrotting and all. To start with, perhaps you can tell us a little bit about this background between the collaboration of Tampanese Rovers and BG Patum. Um, not really sure where to start. But it's been something that's been on the back burner for a while, at least from our perspective, uh, in terms of taking the club to another level, so to speak. And when the opportunity came along earlier this year, when BG Patum evinced interest in doing something with us, it got quite exciting. We explored a few options, and from there, things accelerated or moved very quickly. And here we are. Yeah, it's quite the journey that you guys have taken. Of course, you can read all about it in straightstimes.com. Now, Patham's Director of uh, International Operations, Philip Tan, uh, mentioned three options that were weighed out before securing this deal with the Stags. Desmond, any chance you could fill us in a little bit more about, you know, not just about this partnership which you've just done, but what are the possibilities from here? Uh, You're talking from our perspective as a club? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just, just touching on the point you made about Philip, um, they were invited to be part of the revamped league moving forward. They, they, they were faced with the choice of doing an Eldrex, if you know what I mean, mm. i.e. have a locally based high club or a Brunei, wherein they would travel back and forth. And the last one, which wasn't explicitly moved, uh, which we then discussed, was to sort of have an investment in Tampanese Rovers mm. with a view to eventually either co-running or taking over the club. Now, from our perspective as a club, uh, we've never been short of suitors in the sense that we we are quite a historical club. There are a lot of people who have formed memories or associations with us as a club. People who want to get involved with the league uh, look at us and say, well, Tampanese is not a bad club to do something with. Um, but from our perspective internally, I think we always felt that going the and this is with the greatest of respect to my sister clubs in the league, Going the route of having a billionaire investor was not really something we looked forward to or embraced the idea of. Um, it's all very well and good to say Joe Blocks has X billion dollars in the bank and he comes in, we can start playing championship manager. Uh, we wanted something that was a bit more football-oriented, um, uh, an institution, if you will, that, that not only gave our players opportunities and avenues, but also our coaching staff as well as the non-technical staff, um, an ability to grow, if you will, um, career paths for people, so on and so forth. So when BG came a calling, um, it picked a lot, not most of those boxes, mm. and it almost became a no-brainer uh, once we sort of got to know the personalities and the people involved in running BG. 
And and so that that sort of gives you an insight into the sort of thinking we had as a club, and why it, it it became quite easy for us to do the BG deal, as it were. Now, Desmond, in a short while, we'll talk about these clubs banked by billionaires. But I want to talk about the personalities involved. You mentioned their various personalities. One of them being Kadeyaya, who any local football enthusiast would know is a legend of the local game, right? What relationship did he play? Because he has prior with the Stags as well. That's correct. Uh, we've known Kade a long time. Um, if you were to be unfair, you would say that his legend grows. <laughs> Every day he stays away from local football. Mm. But in truth, I think you've seen uh, particularly the recent Lion City Cup with the Chiang Mai team where he spent 10 days sort of grooming them. Um, he is really, really good with youth development and uh, BG's gain is actually Singapore football's loss. Mm. Uh, we've known Kade for a long time. We being Kevin and myself. Uh, Kevin used to play for Kade. Uh, Kade used to be his coach. Uh, there's a lot of mutual respect there. Uh, in some ways, they're both football savants. <laughs> Um, and they seem to speak this language. Uh, I've known Kadir for a long time, ever since he coached um, my son at SGI as well. So these are not overnight relationships. You are absolutely right. He grandfathered companies during our uh, ACL campaign. Uh, we've worked with him. Uh, again, there's a lot of mutual respect, uh, probably more so in my direction towards him than him towards me. <laughs> uh, but that, that certainly lubricated the, the, the conversations as it were. And it made it a lot easier that we were dealing with someone that we trusted. Uh, the other person that should be mentioned is Philip, whom you've alluded to. Mm. Uh, he's the director of international operations, uh, Singaporean Tan Thai. And again, it was easier to speak to someone uh, of the same blood. Desmond, uh, I want to talk Candyland, and by that I mean, what does this open in terms of facilities or maybe players uh, for Tampines Rovers? Um, I think. BG Patum's facilities are quite well known in the region. I, I think our national um, organizations have made entreaties um, in terms of using their facilities. And I think one of the junior teams did so recently. I had the chance to visit them in person, and I have to say I was quite blown away uh, by the sheer level of, or, or the high standards of the facilities, not just playing pitches. Um, your, your physio facilities, um, so on and so forth, right? Um, those have been put at our disposal um, at least twice a season as part of this partnership, right? Um, and, and it's something that we can only dream of in our wildest. Uh, I've tried to extend that to some of our fellow um, as league clubs as well. Um, and that condition is ongoing because I think when tides rise, all boats should go up. In terms of players, um, I think we currently have foreign players on our books who are still on contract. There's mm. been no pressure in terms of saying get rid of them. But I think a natural consequence of what we are doing would be us casting an eye over five players and hopefully introducing some of them uh, into our ranks. Um, as an sort of added, um, and aside to that as well, um, because of BG's affiliation is Rezo Osaka. Um, they also have offered us the chance to cast our eye or run the rule over the Japanese players that they have in their ranks and to see whether any of them uh, would be suitable uh, to come play in the Singapore League. Now, Desmond, you talk about pressure to, no pressure really to recruit or get rid of the current squad. Is there any pressure then on Gavin 
because with the partnership there might come expectation and we know Gavin's brand of football is brilliant but how long before there's pressure to get silverware? I think in football as in all walks of life there will be pressure. Uh, some of it will be self-imposed. Uh, some of it will be external. Mm. And if you know Gavin, Gavin puts a lot of pressure on himself to perform. Um, and then given the the way football commentators, uh, present company excluded, uh, <laughs> just 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 try just try and lose three games in a row, and then the pressure starts to mount. Because in football, as you know, victory or winning is currency. But yes, actually, that's a very fair question. Uh, we had a long chat. Um, again, if you if you know about the machinations or the working of Tampines Rovers, our club, Gavin, mm. uh, uh, Farah, William, and latterly Nor Rahman. Um, they have been under a lot of pressure, but not so much or not solely on the football front. Um, as you know, when we took over that club, uh, we made a couple of very public pronouncements in terms of wanting to build or run a very proper, sustainable club. Mm. And the, the coaches have had a huge say in terms of how the club is being shaped. And so what they've done is they've almost double or triple headed in terms of what they had to do. Until today, William not only is our goalkeeping coach, he's also our general manager. Mm. Uh, Gavin is not just a football coach, he's also a manager. He's, he's, he's almost a psychologist. He's, he, he has such a huge say, almost an architect or a designer in terms of what, what our club looks like, so on and so forth. But you're right. Um, now that we've reached this level, I think more and more the coaches will be judged from a football perspective. And, and like I, I said a moment ago, we've had a conversation to say once all of this is better in, then probably the biggest metric by which they will be judged and the most important metric will be results on the field. So there will be a slight shift of emphasis. And, and then maybe that's where the football pressure will crank up. But in terms of all the other stuff, I'm, I could not be more pleased. Me and my management committee could not be more pleased in terms of the culture, um, the sort of feeling, um, the processes and the policies that they have built and implemented in and around the club. And I, I, that's something that, although not seen to the public, is something that we are very proud of. So kudos to them. It's nice that they, they kind of double hat as well. And like you said, adds to that culture. I wonder how much of that happened when it came to talking about the change of uh, club name or even branding. Uh, tell us a bit about that process. Okay, so um, we have been very fortunate in that we have constant uh, interactions uh, with our fan groups. Um, as you can imagine for a club like Tampines, it's not just well, the most visible would be the Yellow Knights, right? Um, you see them in our games. I'd say that close to 40 of them, but 20 of them are diehard. Mm. They attend even more games than I do, and that thing something, if you were to speak to my wife. <laughs> um, but quite apart from the Yellow Knights, you have people like the Mighty Stags, you have TRFC TV, you have groups of five or six people. So, like the same goes, you can't please everybody all the time. But again, Kevin um, and Gang, uh, my committee members... Uh, some of the players even, we, we've reached out, we speak to them, we have fan forums from time to time, both formal and informal. And when we knew that we were going to do this and it would involve a bit of a name change, we have consulted them. I think it's very important for us as a club. And again, uh, Raushan's going to make a huge deal out of this. Um, we were not going to to, to change our name um, to... Lion City Bakers or whatever you have. 
nothing to do with the club whatsoever. It was very important for us and mm. to our fan group that we would retain the bulk, if not all of our name. And so it became a question of not of substitution, but of addition. So if you look at the new name, it's actually BG Tampanese Rovers, uh, pending approval from the Registrar of Societies. Mm. So there's no way on God's good earth that our fans can say we've, we've uh, we've sold our, our heritage, you know, we've, we've, we've sold ourselves down the river. The, the, entire, the name is still there in its entirety. We've added BG at the front of it to show that we're now part of the BG family. And I think I think um, there will always be traditionalists who say, oh, well, you know, there's a bit of a sellout. I, but but the bulk of our friends are happy. They're, mm. they're, they're happy with it. They're happy with the consultation process. They feel it's something they can live with, particularly if it helps us um, take that next step as a club. Now, Desmond, without much pushing at all, you've mentioned rival clubs a couple of times in this conversation. So as my final question, I want to ask you about those rival clubs that you'll compete with next year, right? The Lion City Sailors are, as it stands, the only privatised club. How are you hoping this partnership will help close that gap in terms of playing squad and in terms of success? Okay, so I, I, I give them a lot of grief, but, but the truth of the matter is I'm on quite good terms uh, mm. with the management and a lot of the players over there. I publicly say in the past, they are the best thing and the worst thing to happen to Singapore football. Um, the best because I think it showed everybody out there stupor. Mm. Uh, I think as a league and as clubs, we'd be the first to put our hands on our hearts and say we were going nowhere fast. Right? Uh, they were the worst because as part of their their desire and their ambition, they've 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 wrecked a lot of our plans. Right? Mm. Uh, you know, they they came in and they took almost everybody's best players as it were by throwing huge amounts of money and creating almost a false market but I think all of that has settled down now and as you can see all the other clubs are sort of gearing themselves up uh, in different ways Um, competitive I'm sure we will always be competitive Um, if if you if you just pause for a moment and look at what's happening at the other clubs right Uh, Geelang Geelang has had this publicised talk with uh, their new investor Mm. Uh, I think they're also in talks with the City Football Group. I'm not sure that's consummated. Um, Ballester is undergoing their revolution, so, so to speak, <laughs> right? Well Peter de uh, We've got lots of time for Peter, and, and despite the latest results, these sort of hiccups will happen when you're trying to do something new and move away. I think that's a club that's worth keeping an eye on. Hmm. Um, Bill at Outcome is always going to be Bill at Outcome. Um, we are quite close as clubs, so, so they're casting around in sort of the same waters as we've been. So I think you need to give it some time. Um, LCS are, are way ahead of the pack now, both in terms of resources and the way they've started their project. Mm. I think where we will eventually lose out to them is is their, their youth academy where, where they've thrown a fair bit of resource. So the concern for us as a club, I can't speak for the rest, is that in about five years' time, they will have the cream of the crop at their disposal. And that's something we need to think about and deal with. Well, it's certainly shaking up the scene in local football. We've been speaking with the chairman of Tampanese Rovers Football Club, Desmond Ong. Desmond, appreciate your time today. Take care and have a great evening ahead. Pleasure, all mine. Thank you, Jens. Have a good day. Sports Minutes on Money FM 89.3.